Welcome to the Wad Pod. Join me as I sit down with CrossFitters, fitness experts, top coaches, professional athletes, and other well-known gym goers to listen to their journey through fitness. In the very first episode of the Wad Pod, we have the one and only Joseph Thomas Greaves, a retired water polo player, now teaching sport with a plan to be the first primary school teacher to get to the CrossFit Games. In this episode, we find out how Joseph became so passionate about CrossFit and why he launched his online programming company that's already grown much more than he ever expected. Joe, first question is going to be, when did you discover CrossFit? How long ago? So my discovery to CrossFit and when I started CrossFit is slightly different. Um, okay, I when have... Start with, when did you first hear about CrossFit? When did I first hear about CrossFit? So me and my friends used to kind of go to a commercial gym and yep. would just train for pure aesthetics. And we kind of, he kind of showed me CrossFit then and there. So we would kind of add in variations of workouts yep. as something to mix up our training. So we started with Murph because that's always the, the best way to go is straight into one of the worst work. I had no idea kind of what Murph was or the kind of like the reasons behind why CrossFit do it. But yeah, Murph was the first workout, kind of strict Murph on a squat rack pull-up bar in a commercial gym was my... Uh, Who was your friend? He's called Nathan. Does he still train so CrossFit? He doesn't, he's never has done CrossFit. He was kind of like into kind of powerlifting. He's kind of experienced every form of training. He's kind of the reason I kind of started right. fitness in the first place. He kind of dragged me along to the gym. And uh, So how long, how long are we talking then? So CrossFit, how long ago was that? Four years, maybe. So four years ago. Four and a bit years was kind of my first intro into the sport. Didn't really know what it was, but that was the kind of, I didn't yep. know what CrossFit was. I was just doing doing CrossFit maybe. Okay, so you can one discover CrossFit two weeks. from doing Murph, essentially. Yeah. And then... Still had no understanding that kind of next week we came and did like a Cindy workout. So the same movements, yep. just different time frames. Then we kind of started putting our own together. So I guess that was kind of my first experience of programming as well, was kind of putting these pieces together and... Yep. and going from there and then I became fascinated with handstand walking one of the kids at the school I teach at was walking on her hands in the playground yep. and I just became fascinated with learning to do that so without knowing what CrossFit was and the skills and the components of the sport I was kind of building the capacity to be able to, to do the sport beforehand okay so four years ago was your discovery of CrossFit yeah. what had you done prior to CrossFit in terms of sport and fitness so this is a pretty long question uh, there's yeah. not many sports <laughs> I haven't played um, I played water polo I lived in Greece and played water polo to a pretty cool level uh, played around with handball with football with athletics I used to sprint I played cricket played rugby at school uh, but kind of like handball was the the big one and then water polo but then so they're both very unique sports like when I, when you said you know I'm going to play lots of sport I was thinking Swimming, rugby. Pretty typical. So like my upbringing in this sport, like at primary school, we played golf more than we played anything else. So handball and water polo, would you say they were the two sports you did best at or the two you enjoyed the most? I would put them both in the same bracket. Okay. I think because I did well at them, they were sports that I enjoyed playing. We played handball at college and it was kind of something that just started as a little bit of fun in one of the lessons we played it and then it became something that I was 
slightly more interested in that and yep. the opportunity to live in a different country uh, in Greece and play a sport over there was, and was really is, cool. So was that handball? It was water polo. Water polo in Greece? Yeah. Is that a sport that, you know, it's quite popular in Greece or is it quite unique it still? Still, still unique it was, yeah, especially me being being British over there yeah. was very kind of interesting. And what sort of level did you play water polo? Like the top level that you can play right, okay. over there. So, and how long how long was that? I was there for four and a half months. The plan was to be there longer, but yep. then with the Thomas Cook going bust, yep. we lost sponsorship and then I had, to, I had to come home. So then from coming back from that environment where you're playing competitive water polo, is that where you kind of, was that possibly how you merged into CrossFit? I re- definitely yep. was that kind of like the team aspect of that yep. came and I still like, I liked training. I still liked kind of going to the gym and CrossFit was definitely the the kind of way I could okay. replicate that. Yeah. And then, so water polo, talk me through like your training and like, was it intense? Was it horrible? No, it was basically turn up and kind of mess around in a right, pool okay. for a little bit. There wasn't any structure or anything like that too. I kind of wish it was and I wish yeah. there was the opportunity to to play it a lot further, but no, it was, I think mean, that's why I enjoyed CrossFit because I came from this no structure yep. to a sport that if you weren't structured, the kind of the road to the top was almost impossible so it, you know it became almost an obsession to get better because of the structure it allowed it to have earlier you mentioned about being a primary school teacher yes knock that in so you, you just trying to work out your timeline so obviously played sport in greece then you've come back and discovered crossfit around 2019 when did you become a primary school teacher? So and how teaching's been something that's been kind of going on in the background for a long time. Um, so kind of helping out, just kind of volunteering at a local school. Yep. And then working kind of the sports in school. So going in and kind of PE teaching, doing after school clubs and this kind of stuff. So that was the kind of the timeline as alongside all of this happening. When I was at college, yep. I went to work for a company that one of the tutors had. So I was 16, kind of fresh into, into schools. And that was just something I always continued to do just because... It was different from everything else I was doing. It was still sports, and I kind of didn't have that kind of role model as a kid at yeah. primary school. So being that for, for other kids became something that was really interesting to me. So at school, you're teaching sport? Yeah. At primary school? Yeah. And you're currently still teaching? Yeah. So do you think it was your the lack of sport that you had in primary school? One that yeah. They gave me the kind of inspiration and the passion to be involved in sport with yeah. everything I do. And obviously, you're also coaching in CrossFit alongside now. Yeah, right? correct. Correct. So you've got a few hats on the go. You've got yeah. There's definitely a lot of players spinning, yep. spinning right now. Okay. Um. So talk to me about your coaching business because I've heard yes, you're now so... doing CrossFit coaching and programming. Correct. When did that start, and what made you start that? So Brick by Brick Programming is my company. We offer coaching and online training for athletes. Yep. Um, it started accidentally basically um i was working i was training with one of my friends dom um basically like a little brother to me and we were just training together and then a girl that he was kind of just social media friends with at the time came on some calls with us during the open so i would kind of chat with them both and then after the open me and the girl jess she's called we kind of just chatting a little bit more about her training how stuff was going she was training at home and kind of in between the gym and i kind of offered 
my services to her and said, look, listen, let me take over what you do. Let me program for you and let's see what happens. And from there, it was kind of something that was never planned on being a business or a company, but it just naturally grew from there. And then more athletes looked at kind of wanting to come on board. And it's never been something I've chased or kind of promoted. It's just always been something that's organically grown and more athletes kind of inquired about coming on board and to the point where now I, I employ two coaches. I employ Elise and Ollie, who are kind of part of my coaching team as well. And we have this crawly, well-oiled machine of, of coaches and athletes, which are hopefully slowly taking yeah. over. So from discovering CrossFit four years ago, when did Brick by Brick start? So just over a year and a half ago. So, so it's from it's 15 to 16 months. From discovering a sport four years ago, three years later, you're launching a coaching business in that industry, which is quite which is quite, um, you know, quick to have done that. For sure, for sure. Do you think you've gained enough experience in CrossFit to do that? Or I think still learning? Because, so I'm always still learning, and my goal is to learn something new every day in regards to the sport. But I think because the sport is still so new and still so ever-changing, yep. being somebody who can adapt to that is important. Yeah. I suppose it kind of works hand-in-hand hand that you're teaching anyway. So you've, you've, you've got teaching skills and abilities naturally yeah correct so then to crop to kind of merge that over into something you're really passionate about probably is quite so i think this is this has been like my favorite thing about brick by brick as a company and its growth is the fact that i never set out to be an affiliate i never set out to be kind of like a jst a training think tank a company that it kind of sets themselves up with the goal of offering improvement it's something yeah. that organically happened and grew and it was just a chance and an opportunity to to help people get better at the sport and kind of offer them the the kind of education that I wish I had. Yep. And then that has grown and the people that have come on board are trying to do the same thing now. And it's this kind of big organic natural growth rather than me kind of writing five-year plans and targets down of where I want to be and I want this many athletes yep. and we're going to create this bland package that fits everyone. Everything's just been individualized and organic. And yep. like, I love, I love nothing more than a new athlete coming on board and saying, this is my current level. This is where I want to be. Like, how can we get there? Because it's cool for me to sit down and, and look at female length and look at X, Y, and Z and kind of break, break down and, and test my knowledge. I'm a bit of a geek when it comes to anything like hands-on, getting my my head into new information. So yeah, it gives me the opportunity to continue to learn. Yeah. I think you can create too much of an artificial program by setting a goal and doing whatever you need to do to get to that goal because you'll cut corners and you'll probably not grow it organically and naturally so having almost no goal with it and just running with it for sure is going to be as natural and organic with your clients i think because of the sport as well like it's different if you have 200 athletes that come to your facility every day like it's easier for you if all of them are on the same track and are trying to tick off the same goals which is all well and good but then if you have an athlete who's four years into the sport and an athlete that's four days into the sport yeah they're going to have very different requirements. So the kind of the way we do things is everything's individualized to the point where wherever you are in your journey is tailored towards you. So I'm not sat at home reading a script to going right, okay, we're six weeks out from this, we're two weeks out of this. I could have one athlete that's five weeks out from an event. I could have one athlete that's two days out from an event. So everything's different. So I'm never just sat in the same position thinking, here we go again, this is what we're doing. Yep. It's always fresh and it's new and it allows me to be creative and try new things. And So with that being said, have you actually considered a, a goal with Brick by Brick? 
saying that you haven't right now, but there must be sort of ideas. Definitely. Where you want to see like, it grow to. I would class myself as a very ambitious person. Like I have goals as an athlete myself and the more athletes that come on board, the goal is always to kind of continue to grow and be bigger and bringing new coaches on with new ideas and, you know, different standpoints and educational backgrounds. And the, the goal is to, to take over the programming world. It'd be really cool to start programming for events. Yeah kind of build a reputation there but I'm still kind of progressing this like nice natural like I'm not trying to chase certain things at certain times like we have goals we have ambitions as a company and, uh, and me as a coach you know Elise and Ollie as well we have goals of where we want to be as a company but they're not you know this week we want to be here this week we want to be here it's kind of a nice smooth natural progression as the company grows and we we establish ourselves more and more then that will definitely be the case and we will look to outline the kind of the, the achievements we want but right now it's just trying to help people and, and grow as organically as we can did you do a crossfit coaching course yeah and what were your thoughts on it so the crossfit level one is a course that i would suggest anyone who has anything to do with the sport to do okay i think the backgrounds behind movement mechanics and the way they teach is fantastic i think it's a really cool course to do yeah so I think the education there for anybody to, to come and do so this is one year. What about, I don't know where it goes from that. Cause that's so you can look at getting your level two, your level three, and then you go to level four, which would be seminar level stuff. Right. Okay. So I spent some time out in Ireland working with a phenomenal coach called Jamie Lawler. And yep. he put me from a paces in kind of my educational standpoint on the course. It was like, okay, you can move. Now can you educate people to yep. move? So we did a, a whole load of coaching development over at CrossFit Boer which is a, a fantastic gym in Ireland if anyone's uh, ever over there and wants kind of a place to drop into. Well, look, his kind of understanding of movement is second to none, but also his the way he educates you to talk about movement and get people to understand movement is is incredible. Because it's all well and good having an athlete that can, can squat, but if they don't understand yep. why and how they're doing so, then there's going to be like a lot longer progression for them. <laughs> might be very generalized but i think you often see the best athletes wouldn't make the best coaches 100%. and the best coaches wouldn't make the, make best, the best athletes best, for sure so we'll come on to your individual athlete yeah. career but um it's probably hard for you to say now but if you could see yourself picking one route do you know which route yet or is it still athlete or coach yeah athlete okay Hint why Elise and Ollie have come on board with Brick by Brick. The end goal with that is to hand the company over to to these guys, build something that stands on its own two feet and hand it over to to two coaches yeah. that are, you know, phenomenal and are gaining more experience and hand over to them. And I suppose as you develop your athlete career, you're gonna learn things as an athlete that will still help your coaching business. 100%. So it works both works both ways. Um Okay, and then in terms of CrossFit coaching, do you think anyone could be good at CrossFit? As in, could anybody walk into a CrossFit gym and better themselves by coming to it? Or could, Do you think, because I think a lot of the best CrossFit athletes in the world have come from a different background of sport. So I think now the sport is changing, whereas if you look at kind of Velma came from a gymnastics background in that, I yeah. think if you're if you're wanting to be the best in the world at the sport we look at mal o'brien as the example i think you have to be doing crossfit from a very young age i think the sport's different now 
yep. five or six years ago. If you look at even further back, if you look at kind of Frodin, when he came into it, came into the game pretty late compared to the athletes we have now. We have Olivia Kerr's daughter. I'm not sure how you pronounce her name. The American girl, Jacob Hepner's yeah, yeah. kind of training partner who's 15, 16, and who's been doing the sport since she was six or seven. Yep. Um, but I think, yes, anyone could be good at the sport of CrossFit with the right coaching and yep. kind of if they are patient enough in the sport. But I think you also then have to kind of give up everything yep. to be good at the sport. I think you kind of have to obsess your life around. around. I don't think anybody at the top level of the sport is accidentally at the top yep. level of the sport. Okay. And how long were you doing CrossFit for? before you decided to create the coaching business? For around a year. So your CrossFit athlete career has been really short so far. Yeah, for sure. I'd say a lot of people have done CrossFit for a long time before they decide to go go all in on being an athlete. Yeah. You've made that decision quite quickly, I would say. Yeah, for sure. It was something that as kind of like my, my early kind of days of the sport happened, I always knew the direction I wanted to go into straight away. Okay. And, okay, so talk me through your plans this year and next year. So plans you as an athlete. For this year, as an athlete, we have kind of just signed up to the Brit Babrick team for this year and unreal opportunity to kind of jump on the kind of the team. And the goal is going to be to head to some pretty cool big events this year as a team, as well as also ticking off one or two individual competitions that I want to, uh, I want yeah. to do as well. So... You, you mentioned Sweden. Is that Sweden was last year? Okay. Um, oh, the move to Sweden. Okay. So the, this is for the 2024 season. Yep. Uh, the plan is going to be to to head out to Sweden. I work with Prepared Programming. My coach is uh, Phil Heskiff and Hendrik, who work for Prepared. And the goal is to to move. Well, the plan is to move out there and kind of be on a team out there. So, okay, got you. So this 2023 is Brick by gain some experience yep. on a team and help kind of build the team itself so that next year Brit by Brit can have a team led by Elise that will stand on its own two feet and yep. hopefully punch a semi-final ticket and potentially further. So you plans this year a semi-final or course? That's the plan. Semis. Yep. That's the plan, yeah. If, if we can execute everything as well as we know we can, yep. then hopefully. Semis this year. What do the, how does it work differently to individuals? Because obviously you've done your individual open. How does it work with teams? Do you so have to do... the team, you will, your all team members will do the open in the same facility. You sign up as a team before the open. Okay. Um, so you still do your your own individual workouts, but then your combined scores go together. Yep. To bring you into the And then, so have you done that already? Yeah. So you've done your quarters. Yeah, yeah it's the no. So our quarterfinals are two. So there's the, the quarterfinals. Yeah, in the team quarterfinals. Yeah. So that will be specific team workouts. So your yeah. team has to be together in the same affiliate. And we'll, we'll have to complete team workouts. Oh, yeah. So that's where your worm comes in. Yeah. Though, so though, I, I doubt, don't think the worm will be in quarterfinals. It'll be more like synchro movement. So last year, there was a lot of synchro shuttle runs, male, female partner stuff. And then yep. when we go to in-person competition, so Berlin for the semifinals this year, and that's when the worm comes out. That's when the, the real teamwork gets tested. Yeah. So individual comps this year for you. You, have you got, how many have you got? Two or three? So we have one in the diary right now. Uh, the one on the lock in Scotland. Yep. Um, sponsored by Wad Powders. So that's the the one event we want to kind of head into fresh this year and then depending on how that goes, we will we will base the rest of the season. If we come away from that with a load of holes in our game and a load of new things to work on, then we will kind of go back to the drawing board. If yep. the competition goes well and we kind of build confidence from the last time I competed, 
and we'll have a look at something kind of towards September time and see what we can find there. Which, yes, yeah, so what on the lock looks mega. I mean, I've I've signed up to the uh, qualifiers, which we'll see how that goes. But in terms of the comp, um, yeah, it looks crazy. You've got kayaking, swimming, open water swimming, uh, mountain biking. Can't think what else there is. Some running, hopefully. Probably some running, um, rig work, and everything's on like a grass field. So in terms of varying your experience, that's a great comp. So this is the, the kind of the, the main focus point of why we looked at this event was just because of how varied it is. Like yeah. we, over the last kind of season uh, in Norway and Sweden competing, tested some kind of real baseline CrossFit. So we saw this as an opportunity to kind of branch out, test myself in some some situations that I haven't been in yet as an athlete. So just another opportunity to grow and uh, to learn some new skills over there. So whilst we're talking about what on the lock, obviously it's being sponsored by World Powders. Um, we've got the CrossFit 252 Brick by Brick collab pre-workout right here, which is for those watching the podcast, you won't be able to see it. But uh, for those on YouTube, you will be able to see it. Um, Joe, I'm going to give you a shaker just to do a quick taste test. Yeah, let's taste it. So what are we what we're looking for here? We're tasting so, it, seeing the. I mean, it's a pre ward so you've got the effectiveness. Towards the end of the podcast, you might be uh, itching a bit and tingling and buzzing and ready to train, which we're training after. So plan, yeah. that works well. But in terms of taste, so this is rainbow candy, obviously skittles, but we can't say that because they'd come after us. Um, yeah, what are your thoughts? No, so I like the rainbow candy. Uh, the rainbow candy is one of my favourite. Um, I'm quite a sweet toothed kind of guy. I'm quite like my my sweets that you work at anyway, so it's a, it's an awesome way to kind of still get that without putting. So you got rainbow candy and then the cherry cola. How did you, how did that compare? So the cherry cola is a personal favourite. Yeah. Um, if I was to pick kind of like anything that I could make a flavour of, the cherry cola would be my go-to. So being able to kind of blend that into a pre-workout and kind of hit two birds with one stone is and collaborate with collaborate with brick by brick yeah which is which is awesome it was uh, pretty huge for kind of me personally uh, to have the opportunity to do so with that was was brilliant and then to match up my favorite flavor my, my company uh, it's really cool so if you've not tried it get some cherry cola pre well, yeah if you haven't tried it get on it because it is uh, the best pre-workout on the market there you go heard it here first right so jumping back to your personal uh yep. crossfit career how many crossfit comments have you won Zero. <laughs> Sorry, I had to just throw that one in. Zero, huge zero. I, I I already knew the answer to that, but you know, I just thought. I'd just get it in there. Get it in there. Lay it off. Zero yet this so, year coming. But you've only you've only known about the sport for four years, so you still. As well, like we we had this discussion kind of off camera as well, but like where I've wanted to go with the sport has always been higher than collecting kind of smaller podiums. I have aspirations of competing kind of at the top level. That's always the goal. Like the games is the goal. So the journey's kind of been building experience and confidence yep. rather than chasing chasing podiums and yep. quick fixes to things. So they've been to some pretty kind of high level competitions and competed against some ridiculous level athletes. Yep. And for for me mentally, they're almost as important as, as the podiums, which I'm I'm sure will come if we keep doing what we're doing, keep ticking the right boxes. Yeah, your goals are probably bigger than the typical CrossFit. Yeah, I'd like that. Yeah, so for sure. You're probably looking to achieve. Not that I don't want a podium. No. Don't get me wrong. That's I've never kind of gone into an event where I haven't had aspirations of doing so. But um, 
but the level yeah. of your of event you're going to is probably much higher than your typical person sure. who's been doing CrossFit for four years. Yeah. So yeah, you, you'll get there. Uh, we're chasing them. We're going to keep working until we do. So. Okay, so now obviously your athlete career is pretty serious. How how much would you say it affects your personal life and social life uh, now that you're training? Much quite more? a lot. Quite a lot. Um, I feel like training is the social and personal life. I'm yep. lucky to be blessed with some like really incredible people that support that and you know work themselves around and into that, which is awesome. So definitely blessed with that. Yeah. And tell me through a week of training, how many sessions? So a week of training is anywhere between kind of 12 to 14 sessions, normally typically double days. And then depending on kind of where I am with the training, we'll add like engine sessions as well. Yeah. So kind of an AM session, a PM session, and then specific machine work as well. So two to three sessions a day, typically with a swim day, you yep. know, and then a full kind of rest and recovery day. So if you class recovery kind of sessions as sessions, 15 plus sessions, if not, then kind of yep. 10 to 12 kind of typically. So hearing that just makes me think, fuck that. So yeah, I mean, I couldn't imagine training more than once a day, especially, yeah, working in an office-based job for 10 hours. Yeah. I wouldn't be able to do that. So if I was listening to this podcast and wanted to get involved with Brick by Brick, but thought, fuck doing 12 sessions a week, what would a athlete who came to you and said, look, I just want some programming, but I don't want to be programs like a serious athlete yeah for sure what was so, their day look like i use elise as the example elise is a few weeks away from being a full-time doctor yep. so she's a medical student works ridiculously hard like i've never seen someone kind of work as hard as this girl does so her programming is designed specifically around what her week looks like so if we know we're working a 12-hour shift on a monday we're going to drop the volume or use that as a rest day and then yep. we're going to play around with days if she has a long lunch break then we can look at doing emoms in this time period so everything's kind of specifically tailored around what your week looks yep. like and we don't want to do a 12-hour shift and then go and max out a squat so on those longer days we're going to be a little bit cautious with what we do maybe look at some gymnastics skill work something that can potentially be a little bit easier mentally to move through and then the days when we're kind of feeling good and full of energy we look at doing this so everything's programmed week by week and sometimes typically day by day yep so if you you know you message me first thing in the morning and say look listen i got three hours sleep last night you check the app and you've got a 40 minute imam it's not going to happen then we can individually tailor and change things so i think a lot of people will kind of work off month kind of splits and 12 week plans and x y and z and by week three you could have you know not drank enough water the day before and you know your energy levels are dropped so we work everything really specifically. We kind of work really hands-on with all our athletes. So everyone's always a message or a phone call away. We try and adapt to uh, to that specifically. So there's no entry level to joining Brick by Rick, essentially. So anyone at any ability could come to you. 100%. Regardless on goals, whether you kind of have been doing CrossFit a day or you've been doing CrossFit for, for two years, if you want to kind of learn how to do a strict pull-up yep. or you want to win the games, then the, the levels are there for everything. And is it all online? So it's everything's online. Uh, we try and get together as frequently as possible. Uh, try and have phone calls and video calls with my clients as much as possible, and kind of get eyes on work. But yeah, everything's over the app. Everything's okay. online. And a typical week, how would you program a week in advance? Or so what would I typically do? the athletes can see the programming on the Sunday for the following week. Right. But then amendments can be made on the day. I always carry my laptop with me, so uh, if anyone okay. needs things changing then we can we can do that and then a check-in like 
typically daily okay. um, most of my clients check in with me on the day kind of message me first thing in the morning when they walk into the gym and then we'll kind of send videos and feedback right the way through so it's always real time as close to one-on-one -on -one kind of in person as we can get yeah. just just over the phone so how does that work when you're teaching or so this cool. is when typically kind of my teaching hours we try and match it around athlete training time so most of my athletes kind of know when my kind of teaching hours are and they will kind of message before or kind of expect to reply a little bit later. Yeah. Random question. But I'm just curious, how often do you drink alcohol? So this is kind of my, my claim to it. I've never consumed a single drop of alcohol in my life. Mind trolls. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm out of here. Yeah, never consumed a single drop of alcohol in my life. Just, just any and a half, like no zero reason at all like kind of like my my friendship group don't drink so kind yeah. of the social aspect of that has never been there we've always kind of gone play some sport kind of go jump on the xbox kind of thing that's always been our go-to so there's never been that demand to go out and, and drink and it's just never been something that i've been been surrounded by to the point that like on the wall at my house is a picture of me at like six years old holding a pint because it's like the closest i've ever been to yeah, drinking it's always point. like the the go-to funny thing that's yeah. mad that i was ran that i randomly asked that question and you've it came out and there's it, a story behind it there we go but genuinely you know i thought I, i've never really heard you talk about alcohol that's why no, so but that's it's, it's never been like i'm not against it like if you wanted to go to the pub now then i would happily go and sit in that situation it's not something i kind of i'm against it's just never been something that i've been interested in which must pr probably explains why you've always been so into sport or because I've never had, like, if I came into CrossFit and it was like, okay, I have to stop drinking to find the sport, I think it would be different because that's never been there. Like, spending late nights at the gym yep. has never been a problem because it's not replacing anything. It's always been, it's always been there. Which really shows you how toxic it is because people who don't know any better would think, I'm going to have to sacrifice. For sure. Slip away from something that X, I do y, and Z regularly time. and can't imagine my life without. Which, yeah, yeah, sure. Which has obviously helped. I guess. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Okay, so anyone who's never done CrossFit before, yeah, would you advise them to do it? I would say to consider it or to the CrossFit itself. I would say yeah. find your like closest affiliate. If you go onto Google and type in CrossFit near me, find your local affiliate and go in because inside every CrossFit box, there's world class coaches. There's a community and a service is, is unlike nothing else. I feel like it doesn't come across when you talk about it until you walk in and experience it for yourself. Like whatever shape you're in, whatever fitness levels you're at, whatever goals and aspirations you have, walking into that first session will be the hardest thing you do. And then from there, everything's awesome. Like it's one of those things that everyone always says it and every company that's trying to get people through the door is always going to say, we're the best, come do this. Like it's nothing better than what we offer. Yeah. But go jump on Google, find whatever your closest affiliate is, literally just type in CrossFit near me and there will be a link. Yeah. Turn up because I think it'll be the best thing you do. And final question. How long will you pursue CrossFit as an individual athlete? I will stay in the sport as long as it takes me to get to where I want to be. Okay. Which is? To the games. So CrossFit games is the goal, yeah. whether it's a team or individual. Team, individual hopefully both and when do you think you'll be at your best considering you've only done it four years and considering your age what 
Where would you predict you'll be at your best as a CrossFit athlete? So I'm incredibly lucky at the moment. I don't know if lucky is the right word, but incredibly thankful for the kind of opportunities I have right now. I have a really cool set of sponsors. I have the best coaching team and the best kind of like family, friends that are kind of all bringing things together. So I think the version of me right now is the best that I've ever been. And I can only see that improving. So I think we're, we're on to something pretty special pretty soon. It's holding. So we're going to finish with just some rapid fire questions. Yeah, let's do it. There's only a few and then, uh, yeah, wrap up the first episode of the Wad Pod. So modern state of the art CrossFit gym or old school rustic CrossFit box like this one? Old school. Okay, sure. Handstand walks or butterfly pull-ups? Handstand walks, anything upside down. Cleans or snatches? Cleans. Because you can do more. Yeah, I can do more. That's <laughs> that's 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 yeah, for sure. You either get to one or the other. Uh, what's your go-to coffee order? Oh, so I'm like a black coffee. I like come onto the coffee scene very late, so just like a straight black coffee is as adventurous as I get if, right now. If you've never drank alcohol before, you're not going to be... <laughs> yeah, coffee's not there. Nah, it's still not there. <laughs> um, what's your go-to hype song? Go-to hype song. Oh. So you're going for a max clean... Right, I'm a country. Just had a coffee. So right, and you're walking up to the bar. You've had a shot of cherry cola pre-wad. Hype song. I, I I don't know hype song, but my favorite song, Morgan Wallen, somebody's problem. That goes on. I I live to country music. Country so music. most people's hype songs definitely not going to tip my mind. No, but yeah, so anything country. Advice, Morgan Wallen's the go-to. And if you could be sponsored by any brand, excluding wood powders, obviously, any brand, what would it be? Any brand in the world, brick by brick. Any. CrossFit brand. <laughs> any CrossFit that, brand. That exists now. Any yeah. company. Big, any big CrossFit brand. What would you pick? Because they might be listening right now. Let's go Rad. Yeah, Rad Global. Be good, wouldn't it? To have a con- constant supply of Just fresh use. For sure. It's the one. Right, we're going to wrap it up here. Sweet. Uh, okay, so any any plugs? Where do people... How do people get in contact with Brick by Brick? So on or Brick by Brick programming on Instagram or my Instagram's the J underscore Thomas Greaves. Either of those two. We'll get these. Yeah, we'll put you. I'll put your Instagrams on the screen, whatever, whatever, and then send a message on there. That's the easiest way to get in touch with me, and we'll we'll go from there. And we'll see you at the games. See you at the games. Nice. I hope you enjoyed that episode, and a huge thank you for listening. Make sure you're following the pod on Instagram at the dot wad dot pod, our Twitter at the underscore wad underscore pod. The podcast is sponsored by Wad Powders. That's at Wad Powders on Instagram. Please show some support to the pod by either sharing this episode with a mate or buying some supplements from wadpowders.co.uk. See you guys next week.